Welcome to the Show Club Podcast, where we discuss TV shows as if they were novels. It's like a book club for TV. I'm Evelyn. I'm Rachel. I'm Carrie. And this month, we are discussing un- The Uncanny Counter, Season 1. Keep listening as we get into all the good and maybe some of the bad. Nah. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Yay. So, The Uncanny Counter. Uh-huh. Yes. Is about a high school boy who rather unintentionally becomes a hunter of evil spirits. Which yes. sounds like every anime premise ever, but this is it's, <laughs> it's not that. It's very good. <laughs> Live action. So, Evelyn, why did you pick this for us to watch this month? Well, I had a different show in mind, but then I found out that Uncanny Counter has a season two, which I did not know about. So I'm like, oh, man, we should do that one instead. And we we were all like, yeah, we should. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I think when if you listen to this, the day it drops, season two comes out tomorrow. Ah! So, yeah, let, get caught up and then watch season two. Yeah. Yes. Isn't season two already out? It uh, it's already out. Oh, it's last, oh, it's last. My my Netflix keeps saying coming Saturday. No, they um they released a chunk of episodes and they're oh. continuing to release the rest of them every week. Oh, okay. So forget what I said. Go watch season one and then keep watching season two. I guess. Go watch it. It's a good <laughs> I love this show. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, so aside from just season two is coming out, like, what about season one was like, everybody must watch this. Oh it's so gosh. good. This, this show is just, like, so sweet and so fun and so, like, it's exciting. The characters are great. You know, you actually care about them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just love it. I will say, this seems to happen with a lot of Korean shows where, like, I get tonal whiplash. Like, especially in the first, like, four to five episodes of this mm. series where it's, like, fun, silly times with, like, So Moon going through, like, the training and learning about everything and then cut to a guy murdering a child. It's like, <laughs> yeah, what kind yeah. of show am I watching? <laughs> that, that it, yeah, I've noticed there's a lot of K-dramas like that, too, where it's just the 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 juxtaposition of, like, weird, murdery, kidnappy dude oh, funny moment, oh, is this maybe romantic? Or, you know, like, good action scene and just the flip between the, all of the different types of genres that are all yeah. into one. Yes, I kind of love that about this series, though, especially because, like, yeah. um, it makes you really care about, like, when your characters are happy. And I hate when a show forgets to be like, oh, our characters are on this quest and they're miserable all the time. It's like, well, what are you fighting for? (laughs) So you really want them to catch the bad guys and you really want them to go home and eat noodles after that. Can we talk about the noodles in the show? I want them so much. I do too. (laughs) Oh my gosh, it looks so good. This is um, the best example of like Koreans healing each other with food. Because whenever someone gets there, they're like, we need food. I'm making noodles right now. Make you food, yeah. <laughs> it re- it re- kind of reminds me of in Harry Potter when, like, after a Dementor attack, they're all like, eat some chocolate. Yeah. Your like, food heals all. Yes. I have noticed that it's a thing in Korean dramas. It's a tool they use to show that they care about each other, not only with what? food, but when you place food on somebody else's plate or bowl. When you, like, 
physically give them a little piece of food like here this is the good this is the good bit I'm giving it to you and it's like I care but it's always played up as like such a big moment of like oh my god you gave me the chicken leg or <laughs> I love that I hadn't noticed that I do notice there's a lot of food in Korean dramas mm-hmm. so it's a big deal yeah it's an eye care I think your special moment yeah I have spaghettios for dinner so (laughs) (laughs) so you would give somebody else your favorite letter if it's alphabet spaghettios (laughs) (laughs) I always give my husband the good piece of garlic bread whenever I make the garlic bread to go with spaghetti See, now in your in the Korean drama that is your life, you have to make mm-hmm. a show of doing that. You have to physically make it like so he needs to see you place it on his plate. Okay. I will try to remember. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if it works so well for people who have been married forever. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Or like an early on bonding moment. Um, <laughs> when when was it when he was it was like the second or third episode where he's like crying and they're like, eat your noodles. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think it was episode two when he was like debating, when he was like trying to make the choice if he wanted to join or not or something. And he had, no, no. it was, it was right after he, she healed his leg and he could walk. And then oh, like, he, went, right. he went running around and then came back and then was just like, so filled with emotion that he was crying, but not try, try, crying, but trying not to cry, but crying yes. anyway. That right? actor's, very good at crying. He let me did. just say. And screaming. Like yes. <laughs> yes. He yells a lot. <laughs> yes. But talking about that scene segues me perfectly into my favorite character, Motak. Mm-hmm. Is he not the best person you've ever met? <laughs> yes. Okay, A just the dude is shredded. <gasps> Jesus. How many how many of those stunts do you think? his training scenes that he was doing versus like he's attached to a wire or something. Oh, like 90% him. I mean, that thing he did on the the parallel hoops, like, can that be done? Is my question. I mean, it can be, but like you need abs for days and that dude has abs for days to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And he's also really quite sweet once you get to know him. <laughs> yeah, I loved seeing the evolution of, like, Motok and Moon's relationship and how at first Motok was like, stupid kid, get away from me. And then also, like, as his memories came back and realized that he'd worked with Moon's dad on this, like, mm-hmm. corruption case, whatever it is. And then it's like, oh, no, this kid actually has value for us and he's sweet and good. Yeah, and but seeing I do- him like accept so moon is sort of a, a son of sorts if you yeah they um but i mentioned that scene specifically because he literally looks at moon and says uh so hey what's wrong with you or something like that like when, he's so blunt about it but he was trying to show that he cared even all the way back in episode two right yeah and then it sort of made sense as the series went along like that mm-hmm. that's just how he is um, I love that he's like super duper protective and stuff. Like, <laughs> even yeah, after- whenever they go anywhere, he was always like, stay behind me. Yes. It was like, oh, okay, you're that guy. Got it. Yeah, yeah. He's that guy. And he's also the hitter, so. Yeah. <laughs> so, did you guys agree with the decision that they had made to investigate and 
hold off on telling Sumun about his parents, like, as long as they could until he kind of found out anyway? <sighs> I mean, yes, because up to that point, Sumun has shown to be, I don't know if this is right, but kind of emotionally fragile in a way where he he very easily lets his emotions take over and consume him like whatever emotion it is and i think just going like hey samoon your parents murdered like would have not bump, bump. gone over well yeah I you think know that early is. on in the show so at least um mrs chu and uh motok wanted to protect him i don't know where hana was at with it but yeah. <laughs> Like they they wanted to protect him because they're very yeah. protective of him throughout the series. Yeah, even at the end, you know. Yeah, and protect. Hana wanted to tell. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I I mean, I can see both sides. It's like if you know this thing, and then he finds out that you know and you didn't tell him, like that's a whole conundrum to have to deal with. Right. That could be just as bad as just telling him. But yeah, yeah. it's it's a difficult decision for anybody to have to make. Yeah. I will say one of the things that kind of frustrated me was like in that first episode, I wished we'd gotten some kind of lore dump or info dump sooner because I'm going through like most of the episode going, are these people like superheroes? Are they aliens? Are they from some kind of parallel dimension? Like I had no clue like what was going on and like the things they were talking about. I had no context for it. talk about like their territory and a level three, it's like a level, th- what? And so I was just, I was confused and had no idea what was going on. So it was hard for me to like get into the story because I'm just like, I don't understand anything that's going on, like mm. at all. And it was, Did you it feel kind like, of, it frustrated me a bit. See, like you were I'm the opposite. So I, I like being thrown into stuff and learning as I go. You know, um, I love like a, I love a vocabulary of a good show, you know, so yeah, I mean, there's something you said for that. I don't know if it's just because there's also the foreign language barrier, too, true, true. to deal with as sort of an added layer to that. But, yeah, it was just kind of frustrating because I'm like, what? I just had no idea of anything. And I also, I will say that I do like how it kind of blends that um, genre between, like, between like what you would think of as like an evil spirit hunter versus a superhero because mm-hmm. <laughs> they do love their superhero landing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will say I do like how in addition to the sort of the general like super speed, super strength stuff, they each then had their own special unique ability mm-hmm. to because then it's not it really sort of in a way forces them to have to work together because they all then have different pieces of the puzzle that you need to go and fight the bad guy. Mm-hmm. You can't just really go off on your own and do it because somebody else might know something that you don't because they saw something in like a vision that they got that you didn't get kind of a thing, which I appreciated. Yes. And it made them unique, you know, and I feel like it made sense in the context of things because like Motok is like strong Mm-hmm. And Mrs. Chu is like the very kind and very giving, just naturally. Yeah. What's interesting about that though too is that you learn later on, you know, as as you kind of learn about the world in general, like oh, there's there's pockets of counters, you know, around the country, around the world, that those abilities are kind of like they're unique to this particular team, but they're not unique to 
counters. Like you, we find out mm-hmm. that there's more than one healer and, and stuff like that. So I don't, I thought that was actually kind of weird because, you know, you like, like we were saying, they end up having their own unique abilities that kind of mirror their personality anyway. So it fits, but then you learn that like, Oh, this is one of the four abilities that <laughs> counters. So it's just kind of like, what so did they make teams of like, okay, you're the healer. You're on this. We're going to send you yeah, over it's, here. Like it's basically D and D. Yeah. Yeah. Are you yeah. the elf on this team? Okay. You can- yeah. <laughs> Wait, that, that leads me to one of my questions that I have. Why, why are they called counters? Okay, I didn't know the first time either, but I think what they were getting at is you have you have the human on Earth and you have the spirit up in mm-hmm. you, and they mm-hmm. counter each other. Okay, so sort of like counterpart. Yes, counterpart. Anyway, okay, exactly. I was trying to figure out in terms of like <laughs> them doing the sort of grim reapery exorcism stuff on the evil demons, and I'm like, how? Uh, I, I don't know. I couldn't get counter to fit into that the, relationship. Um, the spirits in Jung give them their power. Right. Yeah. What it is. So if okay. that person gets, you know, they get hurt or they die, as we saw, um, mm-hmm. then they, yeah, then they also die. Yeah. Which I thought that was very interesting that, like, whatever happens to the human happens to their spirit guide, I guess. Yes. It was really funny the first time it happened. We were like, wait, 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 wait. It's like, what's happening? What? What? (laughs) Yeah. And you find out that Mrs. Chu's counter is her son. Oh, my God. I was like, what? They put it over on you because they acted like um, we did. Moon's counter Mm -hmm. and him were mother and son for a while. Like, they, they tried to pull a fast one on you. That's the impression that I got, at least. I don't know. I, I don't really get that. that. Because they have they have this conversation. In any case, that leads me to another question. Do you feel like they were paired with the right counter? Were they good pairs? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, largely. Yeah. I think I think it took Wigan a bit to get used to so Moon, and I don't know if that has to do with how she came to quote unquote possess him because it didn't happen in the usual way apparently where they find somebody in a coma heal them from whatever ailed them and then well off they go where he was just walking around all fine and suddenly boom spirit possession but I do think in the end once everybody worked through stuff it seemed to gel pretty well for me I liked it I liked it I liked what's her name, um, Mochak's counter, who like uh, she she, had, she was not putting up with anything. She was like, no, mm-mm. and that's she, what she, she had no that. time for any shit. No, yeah. I do wonder though, because there was a kid, and it's not like he was a spirit. It didn't seem like he was a spirit that had been in Jung a long time, because he acted like a kid with what we saw of him. And I'm like, what are you doing here, kiddo? <laughs> Yeah, it's like, butter. Like, yeah. no, <laughs> I just have to say though, also, Wee Jen is so pretty. Like, oh. when I first saw, I was like, oh my god, like with that she's beautiful, the like Helen Mirren, like oh god, yeah. She, and they oh. knew what they did when they were dressing her too, like and doing her hair, and they were like, yes. mm, that's it, that's it. Yeah. I think she, she had the blue contacts in, but we forgive her for that. Mm-hmm. 
I hate yeah. those contacts. I, so here's a question of mine is that when someone first meets her in his dream, he wakes up and he's telling her, he's telling his friends about her and he describes her as exotic. So oh. like I was trying to figure out like where, where else is she supposed to be from? <laughs> I mean, besides the blue contacts, but those are yeah. obviously not real. Right. I mean, I think they're trying to tell us that they're real in the context of the story. So maybe a bl blue-eyed Korean is exotic. I, <laughs> I've never well, seen yes. one, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, yeah. I actually loved his friends, too. Yeah. <gasps> they were so sweet. Usually I absolutely, like, hate high schoolers in shows, like, across the board. But I'm like, <laughs> these, these I'll keep. And, like, when, when he showed them he could walk oh my god i and was she sobbing burst, she burst into tears immediately i'm like she's me that's me yes. <laughs> i know how great was that usually at least the, at some point in the storyline when somebody has a superpower and the friends find out there there usually is some sort of like envy or resentment or something of like why are you special whatever but no the whole time they were just like look at you you're walking like, we're gonna no, teach you how to ride a bike Yes. It was great. Now we can do so... all of the things. Yeah, I, I really liked the best friends that they were like nothing but supportive the whole time of like, look at you, you're walking. I don't know why, but it's amazing. And they um and they come and find him when he goes missing. Yes. <laughs> and beat his ass. How yes. dare you? How dare you? And if I thought it was so cute, like it's a minor detail, but how strong So Moon got. And was still like, oh, let me go, you guys. Like, he was letting them <laughs> handle him. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And even Mrs. Chu was like, stop it. <laughs> okay, speaking of, speaking of the high schoolers and that whole storyline, wh where were all the school administrators when there was, like, attempted murder happening That's with something. all of those bullies? Like, what the actual fuck? Pardon my language, but for <laughs> fuck's sake. We There's attempted murder them. happening on school grounds. Stop okay. it. I think that's one of the reasons I always hate high school stuff, because it's always like, you know how, like, I got I got bullied in school, but yeah. this guy's like, I'm a bully. Here's a switchblade. Like, what the heck? <laughs> that's not bullying. That is attempted murder. Yeah, nobody, that didn't happen to anybody. <laughs> no. Oh. So, yeah, I was, there's not a single teacher in that entire uh, series, is there? I think we saw one teacher, like, once. I think it was, like, the same guy we saw a couple times. Like, somebody showed up in the library, and then one time in the hall, there was a teacher. But it was just serious. Okay. I was just like, where are the adults? Also, because... that school is, like, super overcrowded. Am I wrong? Yeah. They're all piled into that one hallway. Yeah. <laughs> I oh, would, but that's I would not be okay at that school. But that scene in the hallway after Moon like gets strong and like calls the bullies out like one by one, and finally is just like, okay, which one of you is the strongest one? And if I beat your ass, can we just call this done? <laughs> was so good. Oh, that was like, Mwah. I loved and that. That was we, great. Still not, you know, great that this has to happen with no adults around to stop it. But still, like, and please, it's interesting. yes, lay the smack down. It's interesting that it comes back because Moon is like finds his bully, the main bully kid, getting beaten up, and he said, "I told you not to beat up my friends' friends." You know? Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Like he Honey, comes to so his aid. 
because he's good. You're so good. <laughs> yeah, I have to say though that the badass move of of which one of you is the strongest. Let's just get that off. That like that is one of the badass moves that's up there with like locking yourself in with your assailant when you lock yourself <laughs> yeah. in the room with your assailant. Like that, we need to make a list of like ultimate badassery. Yeah. Another like, thing I totally loved is um, Motok's point whenever he yes. someone he didn't expect, and I was like, oh, what's gonna happen? <laughs> <laughs> and then it was always totally fine because Motok is not like that. And so, like, is it weird that I'm proud of him because I had forgotten about his girlfriend like entirely, <laughs> and then at Episode 11, I was like, wait a second. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, God. Episode 11 is, like, the best episode of the series, yes, of series one. Yes. It's so good. But as soon as it got to the end and he called her and he's like, I remember everything. Let's meet up and talk. I was like, she's dead. She's yeah. going to die. She has to die they, now um, because he remembers like everything. That hard. They did. Like, oh. mm-hmm. but, okay. I know. Okay. So about her death, though. So they meet up in a, a parking lot somewhere, whatever. She pulls in, her windows are rolled up, her phone rings, it's him calling because he's somewhere else or on his way. Knock on the window, it's the dude who's there to kill her. Then when Motok actually arrives, the window is still rolled up and she's been like shot in the head. Where's the bullet hole in the window? Because like when, when we're shown the scene, it's knock on the window, she looks up and there's a gun pointed at her. She right. would not roll down the window. So how is there not a bullet hole in the window? Right. Also, I don't you think can't the roll the window up. back up from the inside. Yeah. Unless he yanked open the door to shoot her. I no, thought that maybe. What they were but at was she did roll down the window because she saw it was her boss. But she's no, she saw a gun because when her memories got read, the only thing that they saw was her turning to the side, and there's a gun straight in her vision. Yeah, I don't. I really don't think. Was the window up? Yeah, because yeah. he knocked on the window. Well, no, she, but it was down when Mo found her. No, it was up. In my in my version of this, because like you see the the expanded memory like later. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, where she looks, she sees the gun, and she does she she sees the gun, and then she sees someone she recognizes. Well, she sees the watch. She dawns on her. We we never see her see his face. Like Motok pieces it together from other clues that it's the chief of police, but in the memories, she never sees his face. Just the gun and the watch. And I think that like you know it might just be a hiccup, like a inconsistency in the in the filming, because yeah. like if if he shot through the window, it would have shattered. Yeah. And there wasn't broken glass. No. But it was like they didn't think of it or forgot it or something. Yeah, um, I don't know. Anyway, yeah. another thing I wanted to talk about, I know we yeah. had a couple of moments that were like really, really big and almost too big. And you're like, back back it off a second there, honey. <laughs> I can picture the director going, keep screaming. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I felt like there were also a lot of moments that were understated. You know, you know yeah. What I mean? yeah. There There's was, definitely a lot of like quiet to balance the the loud mm-hmm. for sure. Like when um, Mrs. Chu says, "You remind me of my son," and he has this moment that nobody else seems to notice. 
where he's like, you remind me, I, I remind you of your son. <laughs> and then when at the funeral, Motok starts to cry and Moon, without a word, leaves the car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that he knows, was nice. Because he knows that that's what he needs to do. Um, things like that. So that's that's one of the reasons I like this series is you really feel there's there's big noisy moments and then there's the quieter moments that like you might not notice if you're not paying attention mm-hmm. i i personally liked the um you remind me of my son moment strategically placed before we find out that her counterpart is her son mm-hmm. yeah and the the yeah. reveal of that is just him saying, "Mom, are you okay?" or something like that. Like, yeah, yeah he he says um, when he's talking about it was some conversation where they were mentioning the fact that Moon wasn't in a coma, and he says, "I forced my mom into this." Oh, I missed that. Yeah. Then. Okay. Are we talking about the scene where I thought that um, Weejen and her son were mother and daughter because mother and daughter mother and son because they he said I forced my mother into it and they look at each other like knowingly and we don't know what that look means until oh, later. Oh so you thought he and Wegan were related yeah. not just each yeah. other. Oh no. So I was I was I extra can't. double surprised. Um that's another heartbreaking moment like one of the hardest moments in the series is when she they they come to get her I guess to ask her if she wants to be a counter or something. What is oh, that scene? Yeah, yeah. it's it's yeah, it's her flashback, and we see how he died and stuff. And, and yeah, and she was like, nobody calls me by my name anymore. I'm just mom, and I'm like, yes. oh my god, yeah. So just yeah, was, this guy's mom. Yeah, gorgeous. It was gorgeous. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I do notice that's another thing that they do in K dramas, um, just specifically because we don't do that here uh, that when they're addressing other characters that have children they don't always say mrs so-and-so or even their name they will say so-and-so's mom really the yeah. that mm-hmm. but yeah they do that sometimes i don't i don't know what social situation at which that's common but i've noticed that they do that hmm. interesting yeah I shall have to keep that in mind if we watch any more K-dramas, which I'm sure we will at some point. Oh, you will. Because <laughs> that's why this whole thing started. You know? I still haven't gotten the hang of, like, the honorifics and stuff. Like, yeah. what when you use what. So, no. still working on it. Yeah. Because it's actually a plot point here where his buddy calls him Motak, and then he's like, excuse you. <laughs> it's all a fake out. Oh yeah, when someone's like, "Wait, what's going on? Why don't don't beat him? Don't beat him up? Like, what? Stop! Wait, what? <laughs> In that alley?" And I I loved the fake out where you thought the guy was gonna be like the evil spirit, but it was the woman, and he's like, "Aha! The women are evil and creepy too." Which oh mm-hmm. god, can we talk about like that like, <gasps> that main chick who murdered her husband with peanut butter? Yes, oh I love that. Her yes. so that much. that actress is. So good. Oh my yes. God. I feel like cool. she's just having the time of her life. She's oh, she's having so much fun with this role. And, sure. and I that's one of my favorite things in a in a show in general is like when 
when I can tell that the actor is having fun. And I know that sounds stupid, but like, I want them to be, even if they're doing like a serious show, I want them to be having a great time at it, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. And she was definitely like, she, she had so much fun filming that scene in the elevator in the mall. Oh, oh I love a good elevator fight. Like give me an elevator fight any day. I'm here for it. I love it. That, yeah, that whole thing was so good. The whole time. When they topped it off, when she thought she was going to get away and the elevator doors open and Motok's yeah. just standing there and just like cracks her right in the face. <laughs> and then so. he's like, oh no, she's fainted. Someone help. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> that was so good. Yeah. You gotta get, the cops in this show are pretty inept. Besides like the yeah. Except for, like, the two, like, Motok's ex-girlfriend and her new partner who shows up. Who, bless him, he's so brave at the end. Oh, I can't wait to see what happens with him in season two, because he's, he's, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope so. I Um, hope he kind of becomes, like, an official sort of, like, an an unofficial official part of the team who's their, like, police guy. Like, you know, all those teams have somebody that's, like, on the police that's on their side. liaison. Sure. Yes, that's a great word. Yes, liaison. I want him to be their guy because he was great. I was wondering for a while when he was introduced whether or not he was a plant of sorts yeah. to undermine mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he turned out to be a good guy, and I was like, okay, good. Yeah. I thought like I actually oh. thought that he shot her. <laughs> oh, you thought oh, it was him? Yeah. Oh. Because she she kind of let her guard down around him, really, in a way. Yeah. He was so yeah. little. It, um, speaking of season two, I want, um, I don't know, I don't remember his name, but I want the bully to come back in some sort of capacity. <laughs> yeah, I would like, cause the, oh God, what, like when it ended with him going around, like apologizing to everybody that he had bullied, I was like, oh my God, you're growing and learning and I love it. It's so good. You're a person. And I was wondering, like, gross. I was trying to decide, is this a good redemption arc? It's the start. It's the start, and that's what I want. I want that redemption arc, because all that really happened to him was he got the crap scared out of him by his own dad, which is not good, but it's not redemption. Yeah. Yeah. I do hope if, if, yeah, in season two, if he's there, that what we saw at the end of season one continues, and even if he's not, like, friends with So Moon and everybody else, he's at least maybe one of those guys it's like hey stop you don't need to do that if he sees bullying and stuff yeah. happening or he like knows about the counters and they don't erase his memory or something or like his memories come back or you know yeah i was thinking about the scene i've been i've been reading too many books because i was thinking about the scene where moon puts him in his own bed and falls asleep right there and i'm like this is this is some enemies to love for shit right here. <laughs> True. <laughs> I, I will say, I think in episode like three or four, I made a note. I was like, are Hana and Moon going to fall in love? Is that going to happen? I'd accept it. I'd accept it. I think I think it's it's on the way. I just, we didn't really <laughs> get there like I thought we were going to, but I was like, I can I see it. I don't Korea would do it, but like there is definitely fan fiction out there. Oh, <laughs> I'm sure. Yes. Yeah. I like that they did not do it. In, if they do it ever in season two or beyond, I'm glad they didn't do it in this first one, that they were like friends first, like he was starting to thaw her out. We were getting to know her a little better. 
Yes, that's okay. another amazing thing about this series is it holds on to tension without any romance. I mean, there's yeah. a little bit of romance, but not a main romance. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, it holds on to tension without any resolution whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, so I have some questions about Hana that I don't, I don't know if I just missed it because I like looked away while I was like making notes or something. But so the rest of her family died when they were poisoned. Yes. Do we know by who or why? Like, was it the uncle and something okay. to do with him I, taking over her family's business? I was wondering I'm, that myself. I, I didn't catch it either. I think, I think it's up in the air because okay. I think that like to the outside world, it looks like his business was failing, so he poisoned his whole family. Yeah, I was going to say, because yeah, she had said something. The she uncle had, something. had vested interest in it, right, somehow or, or another. Didn't he, like, get the company or something? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, I, I gather that, but, too, where, where the, the dad lost the company and they were in really bad financial situations, so he kind of did, like, a sacrificial, okay. we're done for, mm-hmm. killing everybody kind of okay. thing. Because at the very end, when she's looking at a photo of them, she's like, I don't know why you did that. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. But then when she sees them, it you know, she's almost dies and she sees them, he's there. And I would be like, yeah. why would he be there? Because I'd be like, I'd want to see my sister and my mom, but like you could go. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I, I have a feeling the afterlife isn't quite so cut and dry. I mean, there's definitely like the evil place, which oh my god, those mud people are super creepy. Oh my god. <laughs> that must I made so many notes that like mud people. Day. I made so many of them, like, creepy mud people are creepy. I wonder if they hired dancers for that, if, or if they were like, we need extras to be mud people. Um, I wondered that, too. Of like, what is the casting process for those people? It, it, like, gymnasts, dancers, people, like, motion-related, like, people that do That's what I would think. There's body. a guy who teaches other dancers to be zombies for movies. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this yeah. is absurd. Yeah. Choreographed stuff. Yeah. Learn to be a mud person. Plus, you were under the water, too. Like, that's hazard. Yeah. Pit. yeah. Throw a lake into that. Yeah. And not, like, clear water, like, muddy water. Yeah. So that's even, like, more gross. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I'm sure it was, like, paint or something, but still. Like, it's not, like, clear, still, nice, clean water. It's dirty and gross. All right. I'm trying to think of other questions I had. We covered pretty much everything. Well, yeah. How do you guys feel about the themes of this? series okay i i do sorry before we get to like that guy i do have one more question okay why does their hair go curly i don't know but i'm so glad it does <laughs> it's like and then like when moon got banned when so moon got banished his hair went straight again i was like what's what's like a hair why like what what does that does that symbolize something in like that culture that we just don't have that context for like what's like why curly hair i don't know but i liked it it looks really know. good on my um, on my Motok, so that's all I yeah. need. Also, I noticed that Mrs. Chu's hair is very inconsistent between wider and closer shots. Like, they pay more attention, pay much yeah. more attention to the closer I, shot. I did kind of like how it, it was sort of shown and explained that, like, as she uses her healing powers, like, her hair gets more gray. 
Mm-hmm. And like having to bring Moon back from basically the brink of death, like forced her like to like full gray. And when that other yeah. guy came back, Moon was like, why isn't your hair gray? And he's like, and then he didn't say anything. But then later he was like, you know, there's this thing called hair dye to Mrs. Yeah, Chu. you gotta dye it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, she looks great. It's fine. She, she looks amazing. I prefer the streaks, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. But her and that the 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 benefit there, like. Their uh, sugar daddy guy. Oh my god, yes. those two are so cute. Yes. Oh my gosh, they are. I'm like, yeah, I get behind. Okay, I'm behind when that. She, mm-hmm. she thought she was gonna die. That's such a great line. She's like, when I get back, we'll go driving or whatever. <laughs> and she's like, and I thought I was gonna die. Why else would I agree to that? And then she's like, okay, fine. Okay, fine. And then she falls asleep in the car because she's so tired. Oh, that's so cute. How he's just like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and he shows up in like the like not one of his like super duper fancy supercars. He just shows up in the little Korean boxy SUV thing. It's like he gets it. Yeah. He gets it. Yeah. She's not impressed, and he knows that. Yeah. Um, that's another scene that I loved when when he after the guy stabs him through the wrist, she's mm-hmm. she sings to him, and mm, I, yeah. I'm like, this is so beautiful, you guys. She's yeah. such a mom. Oh, I was okay. So for me, the series really started making sense. And I think like episode four or five, when the sort of the overall, here's the big story that's happening with the corruption and where all of the storylines started coming together. That's where like the show really kicked off for me. Like the first three to four episodes were just like, everything was so disparate and jagged and unconnected I'm like why am I seeing any of this like none of it made sense together as like a tv show as a whole but once the reveals started bringing those pieces together then I was like okay now I'm in now Mm -hmm. I'm like I'm invested I want to see this come to an end because we see you know the human stuff really is involved with this afterlife stuff and their rules of don't get involved in human affairs might be kind of dumb a little bit a little you know, bit dumb. A little bit dumb. I just because yeah. after all, they are still humans with yes. lives. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. and it's like, is Miss Chu like healing humans who got hurt and the sort of you know side of whatever is happening? Is that not interfering? In, like, what 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 is what is interfering in human affairs? Like, is there? Can you interfere a little bit, but not bigly? Like the that rule <laughs> seems a little like wibbly wobbly. A bit. Yeah, it's they seem like they bend the rules when they want to. Yes. Um, yeah. which is for real, for real. Yeah. But um, yeah. I I that reminded me of when they Motok breaks the bones of all the bullies. Oh yeah. Like just apparently for fun, because Miss Chu has to heal that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's weird that they do the bone breaking at that point, like the X-rays at that point. Yeah. And at no other points. Um, and also, I remembered when he picked up the kid's head and kept dropping it. <laughs> yes. Oh, that was oh so no. Funny. And she was like, stop it. <laughs> yeah. That was funny. That. Yeah. But they were really willing to go to the mat for our boy from the very beginning. Yes. Yeah. You thought it was good. Mm. Yes. I love this one. And yes. for, me, for me, the main theme, you know, the found family trope. But it's it it comes up in all of those all of their stories, either explicitly or otherwise, of surviving all alone. Yeah. Because Hannah says that, or it's said to her about her family, and then 
Mrs. Chu says it to her son when she thinks she's dying. And Mo, like, has someone but loses them immediately. <laughs> Um, yeah. but, and, and the whole time you're like, you're not alone, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think they know that too, but they don't talk about it. So it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. And at the very end, when they get to see their friend again. <gasps> oh, yeah. That and was he's nice. Like, I, and he made a special request to make the environment look just like the noodle shop. And they're all like, oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I want to hang out in that noodle shop so bad. Like, it's Ew. so homey, and I love how there's a gigantic hole in the wall that no one ever expects. <laughs> no! Sure, Motok, like, didn't have time for something and just broke. <laughs> <laughs> I saw, I was, I was reading through some, like, synopses and reviews online just to make sure I didn't miss anything, and one website called them the Noodle Crew. So I'm oh like, that's gosh. it. That's, that's the name. They're the Noodle Crew. Yeah. That's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Stupid thing. But so when they go to visit the the young, like the afterlife place, they put their hand on their chest and then they pass out. Why are they always sitting upright? So then they fall over and like hit their head. Like just lay down on the ground. You know what's going to happen. Because Motok has to show off how caring he is by catching their head. And they're so used to doing it because they know that he's going to catch them. But he he does it too. <laughs> like just lay down on the ground for crying out loud, Jesus! It's, people. Like it's funny that they don't all just like go down to the basement where the mat is and just like lay on the mat and have you know like kindergarten nap time. Exactly. You could lay on the floor in the noodle shop. You're not gonna fall if you're already. Well, yeah, but then you have but. like four or five people just on the ground in a noodle shop. If somebody walks by, that looks kind of weird. It does look a little weird. Yeah. I mean, as if them passed out with their heads on the table doesn't look weird anyway. <laughs> like, go to the basement, lay down, and then go visit the afterlife. It should be much yeah. more comfortable for everybody. Yeah. They don't even close the windows, come to think of it. Like, <laughs> I just, I think it's such a good bit that's so sweet that, like, she's just like, hang on. And he's like, wait. Wait, wait, wait. It's like, I'm not ready. Wait. <laughs> yeah, that is funny. Of course, it does bring to mind that does he tell anyone about that now that I'm thinking about it? Is it possible that Motok does that on his own and just doesn't mention it? Oh, that he, oh, that like, he catches them? Yes, because he's always the last one to go. And him falling on the table was so funny. Just like stunk. I'm like, you have a concussion, man. You just concussed yourself for no reason. That's funny. And I also thought it was weird that those magical stabs from literally heaven were so easy to break. Yeah. That was that was just stick. Like you'd think they'd have a workaround or something, stick that thing back together. Yeah, or like if an evil yeah. spirit touches it, then bad things happen. You know. Burn or whatever. Yeah. I thought it was so interesting that they they knew so much about the evil spirit. Like they had rules, they had procedures of like you're at this level, you can do this, this is what happens. But every time they encountered a evil spirit, the spirit was like, Who are you? and just had no idea what was going on. Yeah. So I thought that was just an interesting Either way to do it, where like they know it's up, but the evil spirits are just like la la la. Evil is fun, yeah. yay! Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I kind of love the evil spirits in this, to be honest, especially the girl who's like 
she's like, oh, you finally listened. And I'm like, whoa. So that's my problem. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Do you suppose they were able to fix the staff? I don't remember if they did. They They'd must have. They got a new one from because they had it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it, it's it is not fixed by the end of the season. So. No. Oh, that's right. Because they 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 fight they fight him just four on one and yeah. finally get it. Which okay, oh, that fight done. happens in the last episode, and then there's like an hour left in the show. I'm like. <laughs> There's so like what's good. There's so much like in an American TV show that would be the finale. Like that is it. Yeah. Cut to credits. End of season. I'm like, what are you gonna do for the next hour? It's like, oh, you're gonna actually wrap everything up. Okay, good. But I was just like, I checked the time. I'm like, how is this over already? I know. I how is this the beginning, beginning of the episode? Yeah. This was one of the first ones that I watched. The first K dramas that I watched. So I was like, why is fight over? Fight is over. <laughs> but they had stuff to do. Yes. Oh God. And Moon reuniting with his parents, like. <gasps> oh. And then they and then they go um, share it with their with his grandparents. Yeah. Like his his mom. Like. <laughs> I had I w- I went through like three Kleenex in that scene because I was like. <laughs> and they didn't recognize him, and he wasn't gonna say anything. And then the mom finally was like, "Oh my God, no, it's you. You're my son." <laughs> Uh, well she may not have known if you think about it she may not have known that he survived at all like if yeah memory past like you know being stuck in a evil spirit for seven years or wherever they were yeah to be like oh i didn't know i didn't know that he survived yeah yeah because she she was she was now that i think about it alive for a little while because she she was like laying on him at the end yeah so I think she went there. She didn't land there. So that would be what I would want to know, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't remember them actually asking that question of what happened to our son. They're just like, <laughs> oh, I was dead and I was saved by this person. Okay, thank you. It's nice man. Goodbye. Yeah. I don't remember them actually asking, do, do we go find Samoon? Is he alive? What, what happened yeah. to him? Yeah, I don't think they did. They were just like, wait, no, maybe, I don't know. Did they mention something about, like, we left him alone? (gasps) I mean, like, the mom kind of cries to herself, like, how could we have left our son and uh, all that kind of thing. You guys died. He did not. I I don't know if they specified that So Moon didn't die. Well, they would have no way of knowing. Yeah. Right. I feel like we pick up that scene like mid conversation with them though. Kind of. So maybe it was something implied that they had said before. Like you're dead. Yeah. Your it son's would be, not. It would be like the first thing that they said. Yeah. Like like that couple on the hiking trail were like, Where's our we have to talk to our daughter? Yeah. Yeah. Any other questions? Um, uh, just just one more question. Do y'all have an evil spirit inside of you? <laughs> No, I am pure as the driven snow. Because I do. <laughs> as the driven snow? Yes. I, I love the idea. I Except when I'm it. stuck behind a slow driver, then get the fuck out of the Oh, that's when your evil spirit comes out? That's when my traffic <gasps> is when my evil spirit comes out, yeah. Okay. You would not want my job. I drive four hours a day. Ew. Yeah, kind of. So, sometimes four hours a day a lot of driving mm-hmm. anyway um so 
the the main question we always ask is, would you recommend it? I, I obviously would. Yes. Yes. 100%. Yes. Yes. Seasons one season and two. Season two. Yeah. Looks like it's a new protege. That's all I know. He's very excited about it. I just caught like half of a sentence of a synopsis and I'm like, okay. Uh, okay. Yay. We'll have to watch and find out. Yay. 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 I did not do a cast swap though. Did anybody else? No, I forgot. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. I think, although I feel- as, as we talk about it, you could probably swap in the cast of leverage. Like yeah, That's exactly what I was going to say <laughs> because you they can- are, the leverage team like that they what are they yeah yeah they no. pulled so many cons it was great <laughs> the music was even similar okay there were sometimes the music was like this doesn't quite like there'd be like the super duper action scene cut and then it's like poppy techno that's like not quite heavy enough for what's happening like in my opinion i don't know it was so, sometimes the music cues were a little like i don't know if that's really the vibe of the scene that's going on but you know eh. how you know that's how you know what time it was they usually pick like three songs or like three melodies and it's like happy time action time sad pensive time and you know which emotion to feel that's That's all the rotation yeah Yeah. And it's especially fun when it's like a, you know, song that's probably a cameo by somebody that's very famous and important. And so they play it like at least once an episode. Yeah. And you're like, okay, here it is. The love song. Yeah. The the only thing I really noticed about it was the episode where um, the girlfriend died. You know, they always had that like ending theme song, like very strong element. And it wasn't there. (laughs) It was just quiet. That and I'm weird. like, ooh, that's good. Yeah. The other one I noticed was the episode that ended with uh, them in the car getting plowed into with the truck when mm-hmm. the the one gangster guy was, like, going to, like, kill them. And they, like, you know, the door blows out and they get out of the car and you think it's going to be some, like, kind of don't, don't, won't, won't. But it, no, it's like, and it's like, that doesn't really fit. With, like, badass guy kicking the door, walking out of a car that's, like, been crushed to smithereens, kind of, like. Was well, little, it was after that, wasn't it? There was, like, I really feel like that should have been an episode cliffhanger, but whatever. It was. It, it ended, like, was with it, them. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. It's, him get out and fight. I don't remember. I'm sorry. I just it, watched it last week. <laughs> it end, the one episode ends with Motok, like, kicking the door and getting out of the car, and the dude going like, oh my god, how are you alive? Credits, yeah, and then the next episode starts. At that point. And that was yeah. amazing, by the way, by my Motok. And the episode where it's like, the the episode 15, where she's patching up, Hana is um, patching up Somun. And he like sneaks into the room and is hiding behind the pillar. And <laughs> turns around and gives me that look. I'm like, marry me, please. <laughs> I love you so much. I want to look at your face all day. <laughs> because his, his expressions are so interesting, and I love them. They are. I like his yeah. emotive face. Yeah. Okay. I think that's all I had. Yeah. Me too. Well done, guys. Uh, yay. yay. Okay. Uh, so, Rachel, what yes. are you going to watch next month? All right. Well, here's the fun part. So, 
I have this little bag that whenever a show has popped into my mind of like, oh, we should watch that. Oh, we should watch that. I've been putting it in the bag. Oh. And so, and I took out all the K-dramas because I didn't want to have two K-dramas in the row. I wanted to give I Carrie a break. I know, Evelyn, we let, we heart them, but we got to. We got to make sure Carrie will actually watch them. (laughs) (laughs) We got to give Carrie a break. No two K-dramas in a row. And the range of these shows is like all over the wall. So (laughs) you see here we have for your viewing pleasure. (gasps) Veronica Mars season one. I haven't seen it. Neither have I. I love Kristen Bellow. That's her. I right. love, Kristen love, Bell. love me some Veronica Mars. I was a huge, huge, huge Veronica Mars fan of the show. And then when the movie came out, liked the movie. But then the fourth season that they did, like as a follow up to the movie, hated it, terrible, awful, did not enjoy it at all. I um, that, yeah. Yes. But thought we'd go back to the classics. So okay. Veronica Mars season one on Hulu. Hulu. Okay. Great. Awesome. Got it. Okay. I, I like, you know, I like the recommendations bag. I gotta be honest. It's fun. Yeah. Fun. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'll put the K-dramas in sometime, but. Okay. <laughs> Add a couple in there. <laughs> no two K-dramas in a row. So, Evelyn, you'll have to pick something in English. Oh. <sighs> I, I already got it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <Ready>. <laughs> All right. right. Well, I think that's going to do it for this month. If you'd like to get in touch, you can find us on Tumblr at showclubpod or send us an email at showclubpod at gmail.com. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And we'll see you next month for Veronica Mars Season 1. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.